WVOW Local News, now. A man was arrested following a string of Christmas decorations theft. I'm Faith Bannister. Troopers responded to the Mudfork area last Wednesday for a report of an individual possibly stealing Christmas decorations. According to a complaint in Logan Magistrate Court, the accused was found carrying a large nutcracker decoration on a dolly. According to troopers, the man was identified as Boyce Tiller of Man. Tiller admitted to stealing the nutcracker and the dolly, according to the complaint. Troopers reported returning the item stolen. However, troopers reported the defendant kicking in the back of the cruiser and refused to stop. According to the complaint, Tiller allegedly had bloodshot and watery eyes and trouble speaking complete sentences. Tiller was arraigned twice and faces charges of obstructing an officer in public intoxication, as well as two counts of petite larceny. The bond was set at $1,500 cash only for the larceny charges and $5,000 cash surety for the obstruction and public intoxication. WVOW News is brought to you by Logan Regional Medical Center. The Women's Center at Logan Regional Medical Center, close to home and caring for life. Our family-oriented facility provides a warm and welcoming environment for families as they welcome their new baby into the world. New babies can room with their mothers throughout their hospital stay. With over 200 years of combined labor and delivery experience, our staff is trained in breastfeeding techniques and skin-to-skin -skin care. Experience our care at Logan Regional Medical Center's Women's Center, delivering the best, close to home. The state keeps striking out when it comes to getting help from the federal government for the summer floods. I'm Faith Bannister. Director of the State of Emergency Management Division, G.E. McCabe, said the Mountain State found out on Monday that Doddridge, Jackson, Mingo, and Wyoming County's request for FEMA aid had been denied. After flooding from mid-July to mid-August, the state made requests for disaster aid. McCabe said that the state and FEMA have different ideas of how to figure out how much damage the storms caused. The state says that there were four storms that should be counted as one, but the federal government says that they were separate, a major factor in their denying the request. The state does plan to appeal the rejections. Governor Jim Justice commented on the matter during his daily COVID-19 briefing, saying that Washington politics may be partly to blame for the rejections. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, if it rains and the ground gets totally saturated and everything, and then all of a sudden we don't have any real relief to where the ground is able to absorb an additional significant rainfall, and then all of a sudden you have an event like we've had where we're pushing, we're pushing as hard as we can. Washington can be Washington, guys, and, uh, and so we're going to keep at it. We'll, uh, we'll keep you abreast and we'll... We'll keep trying as hard as we possibly can because we do believe that we need that level of relief and we do believe we're qualified. Last week, Kanawha County was turned down for money because of a flood on August 15th. Only McDowell and Fayette counties were approved for federal disaster aid because of the summer flooding. Each county has received a declaration of public assistance. Changes coming to the West Virginia Homeowners Rescue Program are designed to get more money to more people quicker. WVOW's Aaron Stone with more. The program was designed during the COVID-19 pandemic to help homeowners become more financially stable. A homeowner must now be 60 days behind in their mortgage payment. Previously, homeowners needed to be 90 days behind. 
And that cap on those payments increased $5,000 from $15,000 to $20,000. program also helps to pay late utility bills, taxes, and homeowners insurance. About $50 million was appropriated to West Virginia to provide the services. To see how to qualify, visit online wvhomerescue.com. I'm Aaron Stone. A Fayette County man is in custody after being charged in connection with a November 21st shooting death. The Fayette County Sheriff's Department said Casey Sims, age 20, of Mount Hope, was arrested Friday and charged with first-degree murder in the death of Ashton Owens, age 37, of Scarborough. His body was found in a residence at the Mountain Air Mobile Home Park in Hilltop. Sims is being held in the Southern Regional Jail without bail. A man from Beckley pleaded guilty Friday to the distribution of methamphetamine. According to court documents and statements made in court, 21-year-old Trayvon Pankey sold a confidential informant about 27 grams of methamphetamine at a Beckley home on February 17th of 2022. Pankey admitted to the deal and also said that on March 8th of 2022, he sold about 44 grams of methamphetamine and an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle to a confidential informant at a Beckley home. On June 8, 2022, police went to a residence in Beckley where Panky was staying to carry out a search warrant. Officers found a quantity of fentanyl, a digital scale, and a semi-automatic 45 caliber Glock Model 41 pistol. Panky told the police that he owned the gun and sold about 3.5 grams of methamphetamine every day from January 22, 2022 until June 8, 2022 when he was arrested. Panky also said that he sold three and a half grams of cocaine base or crack every day for an unknown amount of time. He could potentially face up to 20 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a $1 million fine. A federal prisoner in McDowell County was sentenced Monday to one year and three months in prison for possession of a weapon. 26-year-old Alex Barrera, an inmate at the Federal Correctional Institution in McDowell, was found to have a handmade shank in his possession on April 5th following a random pat-down search. According to court documents, the shank was a piece of metal six and a half inches long to a point with a cloth and shoelace wrapped around the blunt end for a grip. In addition to the one-year and three-month imprisonment, Barrera was also sentenced to three years of supervised release following his imprisonment. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com or on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. Well, we did see some more rain showers today. High temperatures were nice and warm as well in the 60s in December. It's just that warm outside right now. And overall, that warm air is pushing in plenty of moisture, which is going to lead to rain showers. We'll actually see some fairly heavy rain showers form during the overnight hours tonight, moving into Wednesday morning. Those rain showers and cloudier skies will keep us relatively warm overnight, looking to be in the mid-50s for morning lows tomorrow. Wednesday's highs, well, they won't be too much warmer than the mid-50s, but still looking to be around the mid-60s. I'm Storm Tracker 13 meteorologist Chris Knoll. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center.